Welcome to episode four of Winging It. Andrew, we have a football game this Thursday. The Philadelphia Eagles play a meaningful game on Sunday. I don't know about you, man, but I am absolutely freaking pumped and ready for the first kickoff. Thursday night, Rams-Bills. It's going to be a good one. I'm so excited. I don't know if like being extra excited for this season to kick off has had anything to do with how much college football I just watched this past weekend. Yes. Cause I, I it, which served as a very nice appetizer. Like it was a great way to start the meal, but I'm, I'm ready to move on to the main course. I'm ready to see some real NFL action. I'm super excited for Thursday, even though it's not the Eagles, uh, the bills and the Rams will kick things off on Thursday night, which I'm really looking forward to. But man, Sunday is so close. I'm stoked. We're here. <laughs> I do. There is just something about like it, I'm going outside, walking the dogs. It's a little bit cooler outside. You know, there's a little, little bit of a chill in the air. The swimming pools are starting to close down, man. There's like a <laughs> smell in the air and it just smells like Lincoln financial field, a little bit of stale beer and urine in the, I just, it's bringing back memories, man. Yes. Just everything. Nostalgia, nostalgia, oh, <laughs> the nostalgic smells of urine. Oh, oh how I've Philadelphia. missed you. How I've missed Phil- you. Uh, freaking Delphia. But man, dude, we actually had a lot of Eagles news this week. So on today's episode, let's talk about some player updates. Let's get into some of the thoughts that we have heading into the Sunday's game. Let's talk about some uh, prop bets across the league. And then you want to introduce a new segment. I think it'll be fun. It'll run for the duration of the season. So why don't we kick it off? So biggest news of the week, Ian Book. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Jalen Rieger. To the Minnesota Vikings for a 2023 seventh round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth round selection. Who would have ever thought that before this season kicked off, J.J. Ortega Whiteside and Jalen Rieger would no longer be in here packing their bags or out of here? What's your knee jerk reaction to Rieger not being on a Philadelphia Eagle anymore? Probably not as elated as you are. Uh, I was a, don't get me wrong, I hated on Jalen Rager, but but uh, it ailed in comparison to uh, some of the rants that he forced you into last season. And that like that was just based off of his kick returning. Like, yeah. I'm like, you know what, dude, whatever. Like, kick returning, yeah, whatever. Like, you're not great at it, but like, if you secure the ball, I'm fine with it. But you're, you're like, what are you doing? You have all this open space. What are you doing? You can't do anything right. Um <laughs> So to answer your question, I'm I'm happy he's gone. I got to be honest. I wish him the best of luck. You know, I yeah. I wish no ill will on him. I hope that Minnesota opens up a new opportunity for him. It is absolutely hilarious that we traded Rager to the team that we uh, th- that Justin Jefferson went to, which is who we yeah. uh, you know did not draft. And then the same with uh, the same with Ortega Whiteside, who went to Seattle, which is where DK Metcalf 
plays and and that is the player that we also had passed up to of Howie's um not so great moves of the past but um yeah like I said you know we have Quez that's that is our 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 official wide receiver three yes. and also our official kick returner yes, now love that so I'm excited to see what he can do um I feel like we probably need to bring another wide receiver on at some point because I think yep. Zach Pascal is like the only other receiver on the roster maybe Greg Ward is still floating around there in the Eagle verse somewhere on hey you can always call Jordan Matthews he's probably available too <laughs> no, but, always- he was, but that was Carson yeah that was Wentz's boy though him and Wentz were, were boys so I think we're past that yeah um, man I think I think for me on on Jalen Rieger um you know what? I don't wish him the best on another team. It has nothing to do with me coming at his character or anything. I just I, I hate this the this thing that always happens when Eagles go thrive somewhere else when when we made you know when we, we cut someone. So um, I just hope he's not up there. Um, it's it's super interesting that we're playing them on Monday night the following week. Um, Vin and I will be at the game, so you know. <laughs> It would be nothing more embarrassing than watching Jalen Rieger catch a game-winning touchdown against us there. It's actually, like, pretty crazy how many, <laughs> like, homecomings there are going to be this year. Because you have, yeah, you have Rager coming back here. You have Doug Peterson coming here. You have Carson Wentz coming here. It's kind of funny how all of these things just kind of worked out so poetically. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's pretty wild. So uh, we'll see. But like I said, man, can't believe that Jaw and Rieger are are gone. So uh, speaking of people leaving, this was one that uh, I don't know, is sitting too well with the Philadelphia Eagles fan base, the bodyguard, Jason <laughs> Peters signed with the Dallas Cowboys, man, it's just like there's definite Eagles Hall of Famers. Jason Peters is is definitely at the top of the list. But watching him come into the link to play for the for the nemesis and and he's like, yeah, when 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 Jerry called, I picked up, man, I was ready to go. I'm like, oh, it just leaves kind of a sour taste in your mouth. You know what I mean? It does. But I have like a wishful thinking theory that he knows that he's cooked and his loyalty is still with the Eagles. So he's like, yo, if Dallas wants to pay me, who am I to be like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, sure, you want to pay me? I'll, I'll go try to play, but I'm not going to give you anywhere near the level that Teron Smith was giving you, like an all pro left tackle. And like everything that I've been reading about that loss is like, you, you, I mean, you usually don't think about it with offensive line. Left tackle is prime. Like you, you need yeah. to have a good, uh, you know, protects the blind side of the quarterback. Um, I was reading a, a some one of the sports writers in Dallas. Uh, they said, "Let's pray the Dallas Cowboys do something because this is legit bad. Reshuffling the O line won't get it done. The Cowboys have to do something big to survive a loss of this magnitude." And what do they do? They signed a forty-year-old who has been just like kind of laboring through the last <laughs> couple of seasons, and clearly that's the best that they can do. So, uh, Jason Peters, it's a bummer that you're playing for the enemy. I feel like it's when Johnny Damon, you know, went from the Red Sox to the Yankees. It's like you, some things you just you just don't right. do. But then Corey Clement, I think, was playing for the Cowboys for a little bit also, which, you know, he was like a seventh yeah, round. Yeah, but Corey like, Clement's not an Eagles Hall of Famer, though. That's a good point. It's a good point. But, hey, listen, we also signed DeMarco Murray, right? This is <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, like, you know. I guess it happens. Although Corey Clement is from Cherry Hill. So I would think that, like, you know, he was maybe raised or grew up an Eagles fan like Hassan Reddick. And it's like. I know money, you know, money, the money talks, but I wonder if these players are ever just like, you know what? I'll play anywhere, but I do, will do not you play think, there. Do you think that players don't, 
embrace rivalries like us fans do. I I want them to. I know. I hope they do. I know. But then it's like I put myself in their shoes and it's like when you get to a point where it's I never want it to be about money, but it is very easy to be swayed when you see a lot of zeros at the end of a paycheck. Yeah, but dude, like we watch these teams and we don't get we pay money to watch the games. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like if if you are a sports fan, like I I I guess like at some point do does your personal attitude change because dallas goddard grew up a cowboys fan right or didn't his parents name him dallas after the cowboys now he's like on tv oh yeah f the cowboys like i I just wonder (laughs) if there's a part of him that that is like yeah big d still my team well when you get drafted or if he's like dude eagles like i'm an eagle like i'm an eagle now like f the cowboys f them i I don't know man here's the thing i I just wonder like, like we drafted dallas goddard so you know, it's it, you go where you're drafted. It's a, it's yeah. a separate thing if you're a free agent because uh, the Eagles, you know, they drafted Corey Clement. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Like Corey Clement was like a seventh round or an undrafted uh, rookie and ended up being like one of our biggest players in the Super Bowl. Like had an amazing touchdown grab. He was rock solid as this unexpected player. Again, kind of fitting into my theory. Well, not theory, but just like my view of you can just plug guys in. You can plug Jason Huntley in if anything were to happen to our Eagles running backs and we could still have success. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't want to get carried away. But it's I, I think I, I think if you're a player like Dallas Goddard, who is not from Philadelphia, unless you've been playing here for your entire career and you really start to soak up the you know, just, just, just the, the passion of the city and, and actually make it your home. Uh, I don't know how much you really care about the rivalries other than on Sunday when you're actually in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they talk about it, right? The players talk about it. They get the fans riled up. I don't know. Just, just a little side tangent. It was worth, it was worth, worth, worth discussing there. Um, other news. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Speak, speaking of running back, uh, and, and maybe a Corey Clement, type uh actually i mean we had a lot of bruisers that year because legarrett blunt was really Ugh, was the, was love the real Garrett, man love but we, we we got ourselves a physical downhill runner quote unquote uh trey sermon um picked him up he was waived by the 49ers there was a lot of hype surrounding sermon last yep. year he, i believe he was a third round pick last year yep um which is pretty significant so kind of interesting that the the 49ers were willing to move on from him especially because they lost Raheem Mostert as well this past offseason mm-hmm. who went to the Dolphins um so I'm curious to see how how quickly Sermon gets utilized where he gets utilized I think at the moment Miles Sanders help you know as long as he is healthy is going to be the starter but it is very clear like we have been discussing the past few weeks that the Eagles are in need of a between the tackle downhill bruiser mm-hmm. so hey it seems like it's a very low risk move bring yep. a guy in who was a good college player he's got the tools that will fit and you know let's see what happens so yeah i'm cool with it i'm, I'm curious to see what he can do um yeah that's 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 all I, that's all i can really say yeah no i mean I, I i share the same sentiment low risk right i'm glad that it's someone young uh people were were floating rumors out about uh Kenyon drake um and you know some other people have been in the league like marlon mack you 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 were you were big on marlon mack i really would have liked to see kareem hunt but also i think that that would have come with uh you know a pretty hefty contract exactly yeah uh so i think that that makes a ton of sense but yeah i mean i like it um i was looking up like i I wasn't sure if he it looks like he missed some games last year but i was like i was i was 
kind of surprised that the that the 49ers got rid of him. I was like, did he tear an ACL or did anything happen? Because I've heard the name Trey Sermon, but you know, I'm not. I, he's obviously not making you know Sports Center top ten every week. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm I'm good with the pickup. I think it'll be good. Um, I think you put me behind that offensive line. I'm getting some positive yards, right? So <laughs> just, just fall forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So me, Trey Sermon on the same playing field, It'd be great. <laughs> exactly. I, why didn't you just try out? I don't. I don't understand. Should have. Should have. Mm. Yeah. So I guess other than that, I know we we had a little bit of Andre Dillard news. Looks like he uh, had a little bit of an injury. I think he. It looks like the timetable's about four weeks that he'll be placed on the IR. So just hopefully all of our linemen stay healthy in the meantime. Our only other tackles on the roster at this point are Jack Driscoll and Josh Sills. So um, you know Dillard. It seems like a guy, unfortunately, who's been dealing with some injury woes uh, since he was drafted, but this doesn't seem like it's going to keep him out too long. Um, He's another guy that I know the Eagles have kind of been dangling as as a potential trade chip, being a first round, uh, a former first round draft pick and also a a left tackle. So, um, yeah, that's. That's really all I have in news. Was there anything else that you wanted to add? Yeah, any? well, speaking speaking of offensive line, it looks like Kelsey will be back for week one. So that's really exciting. It looks like whatever an elbow clearing is, I don't, I couldn't tell you what the heck that means, but it looks like he's good and clear to go. And also just because I like this guy, we did pick up Ian Book off of waivers. Um, I did watch a little bit of Notre Dame, say what you will. I think, I think Notre Dame's quickly becoming my, my college team. And a lot of people hate it when I say that, cause it's literally like the Dallas Cowboys of, of college sports, which I've been told to, I don't even know why I said it on here. I just could have kept it to myself and probably wouldn't be harassed for it. Um, but it looks like we actually wanted to sign Kellen Mond from the, uh, from the Vikings. Um, but he went to the Browns space off of waiver order, but Ian book here, uh, he had a really, really awful start in the 49ers. I, for, I mean, the uh, Saints, I forget who he played against, but it was like really, really, really bad. So I don't expect him to do too much, but you know. Yeah, I'm going to save my breath and I've never heard of Kellen Mond and I don't care about Ian Book. So yeah. let's see what happens if maybe maybe he'll have a, a Vince Papali moment and he will live on in Philadelphia, uh, you know, mythology for the rest yeah. of the time. And then I'll eat my words. But for so, now. So I want to ask you a hypothetical question that came up. And I saw this on Twitter. 15,000 votes. And the results (laughs) were basically split 50-50. And I was was shocked. So we did not rehearse this. I want to hear your answer. So you take a blue pill and a red pill. And the blue pill is A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith are our wide receivers. That's it. You continue as is. Or do you take a red pill? And that is you go back in time. You draft Justin Jefferson and DK Metcalf. What are you doing in that scenario? Go back in time or stick in with what you have right now? I am so over the moon with what we have right now that I have trouble just wanting to even deal with hindsight. Yeah. We have two beautiful, two beautiful boys, two beautiful (laughs) receivers, man. Like AJ, like, like I said, AJ Brown, like you look at he looks like a superhero in, in a in a in a football uniform. Um, he does everything well. He's he's one of the most efficient receivers. And then you have Devonte Smith, who's just like this slipper. Just 
they're they're sexy man and like well that's the thing now all right now i need to like kind of rewind a little bit well dk metcalf also looks pretty darn good in a uniform so let me uh remove my aj brown point but my main point is i there's no reason to even turn back the clock like i am so excited about how the eagles team looks going into this 2022-23 season that everything that has happened in the past the mistakes that we've made have led us to Mm -hmm. the current roster and this roster i am so happy Mm -hmm is ours. Like I, we've said, I've said it before, but like even in our, our championship season or, or the dream team, this is really the, I think this is the best depth chart of my life, of our lives. Um, so I wouldn't want it any other way, but now I will, I am curious to know your thoughts on the same question. Well, I have, I have two thoughts. One, you never tell me I look that good when I'm in uniform. So, (laughs) you know, that's, that's thought number one. So glad, glad that we are just, you know, we are speaking that into, into the world. You know, I think the world Um, of you. I'm I'm just saying like, I was at a bachelor party with you. We went to the lake and have a shirt on. We're playing football and I don't get those types of compliments. That's fine. You're married. I didn't want to. It's all good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. My feelings. It's all, it's fine. Um, All right. So, what I'm doing, it's totally the opposite. I'm taking the pill. I'm going back. I'm taking Justin Jefferson, who went top six in every draft that I've taken this week. And DK, who I just think is a bigger body receiver. He's quick. He hustles. Um, I think he's proven. I think those two guys rank higher than AJ and Devonta. Um, I also think it makes us better sooner. Now, the biggest criticism I've heard is, well, doesn't that mean you still have Wentz? Wentz went this, I mean, Jalen Hurts got drafted the same draft that we got Rieger. So he just went the second round, right? So I don't, I I think that's totally irrelevant. That doesn't mean anything to me. I think Jalen Hurts is still our quarterback, which by the way, the entire city isn't sold on Jalen Hurts. Every single sports analysis says it's up to Jalen this year. Every Jalen Hurts homer is like, it is up to Jalen this year. His destiny is his, right? It's a unanimous consensus. So we don't have an elite quarterback right now that we are convinced that's going to get us to a Super Bowl. So in my opinion, the verdict is out much sooner with Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf at the helm, or now we're going to have to make a decision this year this year on Jalen Hurts as his rookie contract expires and we need to figure out what we're going to do with him. My fear is that we're just going to be just good enough where he's going to keep his job again and now we're going to have to think about contract negotiations next year. I think if you take the blue pill, all of that gets avoided. Here's why I think it's kind of a stupid question. It is stupid. It is stupid. Don't get me wrong. And I love these hypothetical conversations just, just because. But like if we drafted DK Metcalf, then who the heck is to say that we would have drafted Justin Jefferson? True. Like we, there would have True. been another position. We'd been like, oh, we have a number one receiver. Let's put our eggs in a different basket. So it's like even choosing one over the other seems a little bit ridiculous. And also Carson Wentz, I'm not even talking fantasy ranking. I'm just talking quarterback ranking. Everywhere I'm looking, he's ranked lower than Jalen Hurts. So arguably we have a better quarterback at this moment in time. Now, the argument maybe two, three years ago, if you have Carson Wentz throwing the DK Metcalf, does that make a difference? Right. But again, I, I still have trouble feeling like in any scenario, we are, our roster would look at like it does right now. I don't know. I just, I, 
it just feels like everything kind of, even though we had to suffer through some some poor decisions, it all, the universe kind of evened itself out yeah. and then some, because I, I just feel like we're actually kind of spoiled with this current roster and it's kind of why it feels like it just kind of happened really quickly and out of nowhere. So it did. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm shocked at how quick we got better in talent all around. Defense is totally new. Offensive weapons look incredible. JJ Arthur, Jalen Rieger, no longer Eagles. It, it looks totally different. Really good point on what you said. You can't really do the hypothetical because the team may have looked totally different because based on those decisions, other things would have happened, right? So fun little scenario. By the way, the results of that poll was basically 50-50. So, so most people are kind of thinking about it uh, the, the the way we are. It, it, but it's an interesting, interesting thought. I mean, they're four fantastic receivers. So I guess there really is no wrong answer. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, I guess let's let's take a look at Sunday. I mean, we, we've we've been talking so much about just uh, hypotheticals. I guess we should just do a little bit more of that since we're already since we're already doing it. Uh, Eagles Lions this Sunday. Eagles are a four point favorite on the road. Uh, the over under is currently at forty eight and a half. So a little bit of math. You're looking at the predicted score to be around Eagles twenty six, Lions twenty two. Um, I guess first question off the bat is how do you feel about that line? If you were a betting man, which maybe you are sometimes, um, what w- would you would you be slapping some money on on either side of these here? Yeah, keyword bet. I'm not a winner. Definitely a better. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think four is 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 fine. I, I would expect a little bit more. Um, I don't think the the Lions got much better. Um, if you watch Hard Knocks, I think this Aiden Hutchinson kid is going to be a problem, truthfully. But then again, if I never watched one episode of Hard Knocks, I wouldn't be paying to people's first round defensive tackle picks. So, you know, it is it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I, we smoked the lions last year and I think we're a better team. We got better on offense and defense and the Lions did in any of their position players as well. So, um, yeah, I think four, you know, four, three and a half, four points is, is fine. What about you? Yeah, I am a big, f- I would be afraid to bet on this game. Uh, it, there certainly feels like, I mean, it wouldn't be a Philadelphia season if there wasn't always the potential of, of getting upset the first game, especially against a team that like classically hasn't been oh, that great. God. But like like you said, I mean, we beat them 44 to six last year. Not that that's any indication of what's going to happen this year, but I would argue that our roster is overall better. I feel like this is really a I really like this being our first game and I don't look at it as just like um you know, let's already look forward to the following week. Like, I, I feel like there's a lot that we're going to be able to take from this game. And I think that this is a very good intro test because you have a quarterback in Jared Goff who, you know, is very mediocre. Um, he's not mobile. I mean, he, I think he can probably move a little bit, but he's not very mobile. And so I'm really curious to see what our defensive front can do in terms of bringing pressure. And we're not doing it against somebody that might be able to avoid it. Um so especially if, like, you know, like in practice, if we're used to chasing down Jalen Hurts, now you have a quarterback that's much slower that we're chasing after. I'm just mm. curious to see how the defense looks. Obviously, uh, DeAndre Swift, who's the running back on the Lions, is a he's a stud. Um, I think he's a local kid as well. Um, former second round pick, I believe, either ve- or late mm-hmm. first or early mm-hmm. second. But 
great talent. I'm very excited to see how our linebackers do against him. He is a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, I know that they use Jamal Williams a little bit as their power back on the Lions. Um, so I'm just really curious to see Kaiser White, uh, Hassan Reddick, see the speed of these guys. Um, and like I said, it's, it's like the Lions are not... I don't think they're going to overwhelm us anywhere. And that's why I feel like it's a very good intro test. Here's a nice taste of what's to come is a beatable team. Let's get our confidence up Um, a little bit tough on the road, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm very confident, even though I still would would not, I I probably won't touch betting on on this game. Yeah, Uh, no, I hear that. Also, DeAndre Swift uh, has probably the most appropriate name for what position he plays in the NFL for his last name. It's funny Um, you say that. So, Back to college, I was watching some college ball and Georgia, dude. I love the name Kenny McIntosh for a running Kenny back. Kenny McIntosh. I love that name. So I love the name much. General Booty. Well, General that Booty. is that is the that is a football name, bro. That that's not a like, foot. That is not a football name. That is just General a name. Booty. That's not a football name. That is a name that will just draw attention to you, no matter what the heck you're doing. If your name is General Booty. You don't have to be a football no. player. General but, Booty. General Booty's a chess player. No one even cares about General Booty playing. I chess. bet you they would. I bet you they would. <laughs> if there was a chess player named General Booty, I guarantee oh, you people would be like, yo, you hear about that chess player named General Booty? Um, I wonder Apparently he's nice, man. Is he a is he their what's he backup quarterback yeah. on Oklahoma? I, oh, he was a red. red. Oh, wasn't it wasn't it Georgia? You it shows how much I watch college at it's all. A, it's a red team. Uh, General Booty is on. <laughs> oh, it's the yeah. Best. Oh, Oklahoma. That's, oh, I man. said Oklahoma. I did I need to edit it out where I said Georgia so I don't look stupid? That's nah, fine. Who knows right. college? We'll leave it. We'll leave it anyway. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I think it's good. I mean truthfully man i really think the vikings the next week and we'll and we'll break it down um are really the litmus test for me i think the vikings are um underrated heading into the season and i don't think last year we would have beat the vikings uh we didn't play any good teams last year so i'm actually looking forward more towards week two but i am excited to watch a meaningful game we didn't play any good teams last year what what, what was that we we didn't win against any good teams last oh, year okay name no. one team over 500 we beat no, that's that's no. You're right. That's yeah. different. But I remember yeah. playing the 49ers and the Bucks, and I was like, okay, all right, let's let me just check. Yeah, that I remember losing to the 49ers, losing to the Bucks. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Barely, barely beating the Panthers and celebrating, and and also and, correct. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. So I I think we're I think we're good. Um, yeah. Anything uh, else you wanted to cover on that game? Oh, I think your dog has some uh, commentary. He still wanted to chime. He's still trying to chime in on the on the red pill, blue pill, and I'm t- BJ. The voting is closed. <laughs> the voting's closed, BJ. Sorry. <laughs> no, and he did the same thing when we were trying to find a name for the podcast. There he is, BJ. You know, running just 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 late to the party, trying to submit his final votes. We 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 run a tight ship here, Alex. Yeah, I don't know. Do. What, I don't know what I'm gonna say. We do. Um. So cool. So yeah. So we have we're. We will have lots to talk about uh, the Lions game next week. Hopefully bring home a big dub. I uh, want to just look at a quick few just specific Eagle betting props. Mm-hmm. Get them in while you can before the season starts. Uh, mainly really want to focus on their win total, which right now um, a couple of the apps still have the Eagles at at over under nine and a half wins. Wow. Uh, when we had Mr. Stewart join us, uh, when we had Vince join us uh, two weeks ago, yeah, two weeks ago, uh, we all had the Eagles winning double-digit games. So I think that nine and a half is still really just like a 
a nice number to try to jump on if you can. They really should win double-digit number of games this year. Um, and also odds to win the NFC East. Right now, the Eagles and the Cowboys are both they're both at plus 150. So uh, Vegas really isn't quite sure which team uh, has the advantage. I, I think you and I would both agree. And, and this is aside from our from our Dallas hate, but like losing right now, you have Jason Peters starting at your one of your most important positions. I think that that easily gives the Eagles the edge. Um, and so the last thing I'll just look at right now. So where do the Eagles rank right now? Where does Vegas see the Eagles in terms of the NFC? Uh, right now, they are the sixth highest odds of representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. So right now you have the Bucks, who are first, followed by the Packers, then the Rams, the returning Super Bowl champs, who are at number three in the NFC, followed by the 49ers and the Cowboys. So they have the Cowboys just slightly ahead of the Eagles, which is very, you know, a little, I'm a little questionable, but, uh, you know, hey, whatever. I'll hop on the good prices that they're given for the Eagles. Yeah, man, I've actually seen Eagles like I, I, I shared a picture today. Power rankings, week one pro football talks. So the Eagles are ranked ninth out of all teams. Really? And I'm just like, my mind's blown. So so really quick, it's it's LA one, Tampa Bay two, uh, Buffalo three, Kansas City four, Green Bay five, which I think Green Bay dropped a few runs. Um, the Bengals at six, San Francisco at seven, Titans at eight. Titans at eight. That makes no sense to me. Titans like just got significantly worse. Uh, Eagles at nine Cowboys at I, this has to be like satire. And like the first thing I said, I'm like, do the chargers not play football anymore? Do the Raiders not play football? Do, um, who, who was, who was the last team I said in there? Um, it, it, yeah. Cardinals, right? Like, I'm just like, dude, what? I looked at, I, I think it was NFL.com came out with some updated power rankings today and they had the Eagles at 14, which I, which like, I thought again, yeah, like that's. I think it's a little bit better, right? It's a, it's a little bit better than like, you know, midway through the pack. But like seven? I, I don't know, man. I'm sorry, eight? I just, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I'm happy. Like, I want my team to win the Super Bowl, man. I just, I, I don't know. Wait, what num- what what ranking do you have there oh, for the Eagles? Oh, nine. I have it on nine. Okay. Yeah, just keep going up. You know, two, ah, <laughs> the second overall, just the second best team, you know, number three. <laughs> Nine. Next, then Nine. it's like, oh, oh, you know what? Wait, this article's from uh, 2016. Sorry, yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my bad. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, you, so you think that 14 is more reasonable than nine for the Eagles? Yes, I think ah, I think it's more reasonable. I, I just think there's so many unknowns heading into the season, right? Yeah. Like Sirianni's still a new coach. You got you know, Trey Sermon coming in, you have a questionable Miles Sanders, a quarterback that we're not completely sold on that can throw the football. Then you have all bunch of new, stop fighting me on this, Andrew. And then you have a whole bunch of defensive players that, that haven't worked together. It's just, it's insane. And the fact that my co-host just keeps fighting me on this, it's just, I I don't know, man. I just, I guess I'm just on an island all by myself. I just want the best for you and me and for (laughs) us. And so I just want to really understand no, but I'm to be honest, I'm I, I, I like hearing. I, I I think I was pleasantly surprised that you think that the Eagles are closer to 14 because I think that um, a normal mindset maybe for Eagles fans is to just really be like all in on the birds, and so they're like 14. That's crazy. Like we're definitely like top five, and I'm just like, all right, let's cool the Jets Dallas. a little bit. That's Dallas. Well, I I'm just yeah. saying, like yeah. I, I I think that um, we can get overly excited and and i and i want to refrain from that so like honestly 
and this is historical as well. It's like whenever we've had the most odds against us, whenever we've been kind of counted out, that's when we tend to do the best. So the lower the ranking, TBH is is better. Give me 32. Give, Give me, me 32, 32 baby. <laughs> Chip on our shoulders. All right, so why don't you introduce this uh, this new segment? You talked to me a little bit about this before the show. Too. I think it's pretty cool. So I think it's something we're going to run with for the season. Yeah, sometimes like, you know, two hours before the show, I'll be like, huh, maybe we could try this out. And that's what we're going to do. Cause yeah, sometimes we're, we're just winging it. We're winging it. But yeah. I think what we're going to try doing is a little thing called swinging it. Ho! Swinging it, swinging it, swinging it. Swinging it. We're swinging for the fences. And and so what, what what does that mean? What is swinging it? I get it. It's like winging it just with an S at the beginning. But what I'd like to do, Alex, is a little game. I love games. And what we're going to do is each of us, both of us each week, will pick one upset that we think will win outright against the team that's favored it. Uh, for an example, week one. Say you take the underdog Falcons against the Saints. The Saints are a five and a half point favorite. If you pick the Falcons and the Falcons win because the Saints are a five and a half point favorite, yep. you would be awarded six points. Love it. So what would happen is like, say, you know, one of us maybe picks little underdogs, two and a half point favorites. Maybe by week 12, you're up by 22 points on me. And then I see that the Bills are playing the Jets and the Jets are a 27 point underdog and I pick the Jets to win. And if the Jets win, I would get 27 points. Yep. So. I think that's kind of that's how we're going to we're going to do this thing. Uh, So you and I have both selected our favorite underdog pick for week one. I'm going to pass it to you first. And uh, yeah, which underdog are you taking? So there are a few good ones here this this week. So I'm scrolling through my FanDuel app. A lot of really good matchups that I think could go either way. But I'm actually going to start off with the most hype game of this week. And it's going to be our Thursday night game where the Buffalo Bills go to L.A. Los Angeles Rams are a two and a half point underdog coming off of a Super Bowl win where I think the Bills have a little bit of I, I think they're definitely out for vengeance this year, but I think the 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 Rams got better in the offseason. They just won a Super Bowl. They're playing at home. Matt Stafford is a seasoned vet. Um, and I just think the overall consensus is the Bills are like the outright Super Bowl winners this year. And I think that the Rams are going to come and set that expectation early. Their defense is absolutely elite. Doesn't mean that I think they're going to get blown out. I think two and a half is actually pretty fair. And I think if you actually take into account that the home po- uh, the home team usually just gets three points automatically in an unbiased situation actually looks like the um, the the. Uh, well, the Rams would be the favorite then, right? No, be the Bills. It would it would be the Bills. So, um, yeah, give me give me the Rams two and a half points, starting out with a little bit of a smaller underdog to see how this goes. I do like the over under at fifty two and a half. Um, I would go over on that. I think it could be a high scoring game. So, I'm glad that you picked the Rams as your underdog favorite because I completely disagree, and that's okay. That is, okay. I to me. If I'm an outside person, if I'm just an average Joe, which I'm not, I'm clearly more than that. Uh, at least my parents tell me that. Um, if I'm a random person and I am looking on the sports betting apps and I see, huh, that's interesting. The Rams are getting points. Didn't the Rams just win the Super Bowl and the Rams are at home? Hmm. I think this can't be right. This seems too good to be true. 
So what I think is, I, I do think the Bills have something to prove. And I think that this is like, the Bills are going to come into this game being like, look, the Rams, that's that's enemy number one. We're the, we are the team to beat this year. We're going to go into their house and we are going to light it up. So I'm huge on the Bills this week. When I've been, I think the money line's like minus 135, which is very respectable. So I've just been betting the Bills outright because I really feel like that two and a half points to the Rams is really saying something. Um, again, just feels like that's too good to be true. I don't trust that. So give me the Bills, baby. Oh, hey, I like Bills Mafia. I, I have nothing against the Bills. I'm rooting for them, but um if i'm betting man i'm taking i'm taking la all right so you blew up my spot that's totally fine i did um mm-hmm. let, let's hear let's hear let's hear yours mr words of wisdom yeah, let's let's see let's see what you're shopping i didn't blow any i didn't blow any blow up any spots i was just given my two cents <laughs> um i am gonna go with the jacksonville jaguars on the road against the washington commanders um it's carson wentz's first game starting for the commanders uh, and Jacksonville now has a new coach, Doug Peterson. I again, feel like there is, um, you know, win one for the Gipper, you know, that kind of mentality. Like, let's go, like, it's a new year. Like we, we, we gave the guy some experience last year. Trevor Lawrence had his, you know, got the feet wet. Um, now they have an opportunity against a team that's not great. Um, or I, I, I think that there's probably, there's a lot of questions around Washington. Their defense might actually still be pretty good. They still have some good players back there, but I think, uh, you know, we're just looking at quarterback and, and if I, I'm happy to, to bet against uh, Carson Wentz. So if, if the, what, what is it? Uh, the, uh, so yeah, the Washington's a two and a half point favorite. So I will take uh, Jacksonville to beat Washington. And I guess since I, you know, I came at your pick, you know, feel free to do this. Yeah, same. no, it's fine. So, so I picked people <laughs> that are ranked in like the top five power rankings and you pick teams that are ranked slightly above the teams that play in the puppy bowl um, in on the, on Super Bowl, Right. So sure, the line's you, you, the same. No, What's the fine. difference? No, no, it's fine. No, you're 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 right. You're right. But it's, it's just literally like, the same playing there, field. There's much more uh, discrepancy. Um, you have one quarterback that throws right-handed. I'm sorry, left-handed picks in the end zone for for recovery on a new team, and then you have a coach that is just walking into the league after the former coach was talking crap on the team from a bar while he was cheating on his wife. So no, I, I think it's great. So um, it all, and, and no, that all, yeah, no, that fine, all influenced yeah. my pick. I mean, I, I took all sure. that into account and when, and logic says, Andrew, that's a good decision that you're making probably better than the one that your co-host has made about his upset special uh, swinging it. Yeah. So no, no. that's good. No, it's good. My, my game will be highly revered, highly watched. There'll be lots of clips. And yours, um, you know, we'll maybe have like 15 people watching it with a team that, um, yeah, that's fine. Well, the only thing that you might win this week is just, yeah, like you you picked an upset of a better, of a more fun game to watch. So congrats. Yeah, well, that's just me. I'm just a blast. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love that you picked that game. Oh, man. So, all right, man. Well, I think think we're wrapping up for today. Um, Like this, keep the spreadsheet going, tallying tallying it up. we are going to introduce a new um, segment. We need to figure out how it looks. We're going to introduce a no huddle hotline. So essentially, knee jerk reactions after the game. Feel free to call in. Let us know exactly what you're thinking as soon as 
it hits uh, triple zeros at the end it of the could fourth be, quarter. Yeah, it'll be equally cathartic and entertaining, which yeah. is what we're looking for. Yeah, no, we'll we'll open it up. So if you want to if you want to get a cameo on the show, uh, be able to call into that. We'll post those. And then next week, um, really excited. We're gonna have a guest on here. His name's Boy Pierce. Uh, he made a bunch of viral. I mean, these were everywhere when the Eagles were. They just won the Super Bowl. Um, and, and we were, we were, we were gearing up for the next year to go into there. And he made a bunch of Eagles theme raps, um, reached out to him. He's like, yeah, man, would love to, would love to talk to you guys. So in the meantime, look up Nick Foles by Boy Pierce. Get excited. Andrew and I were like, dude, this is, this is amazing, man. So, um, excited to have him on next week and we will, uh, we'll do two up, two down for this and, uh, get it going. Final words. Go birds, baby. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.